Got a joke just to start out today. Aren't you happy about that? I know that you are. There, there was a, a couple getting up in years. They'd went to the doctor. They were a little concerned that they weren't remembering everything as well. And the doctor said, you know what? As completely normal, my suggestion is just write some stuff down. Just write it down. I said, all right. So they go home, and the husband and wife are sitting there, and the wife says, I would love a bowl of ice cream. He says, I'll get it for you, my dear. She said, you might want to write that down. He goes, I can remember ice cream. She goes, well, wait. I want whipped cream, whipped topping on that. He goes, got it. She goes, I want to write it down. He goes, I got it. Ice cream, whipped topping. She goes, wait. One of those cherries on top of it. He said, I got it. She said, you might want to write it down. I got this. He goes out in the kitchen. He's there for kind of a long time. He comes back with bacon and eggs. Hands it to her. She looks at the bacon and eggs, looks up at him. She goes, where's my toast? I don't know if you like that or not. How about this? Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> now she's, she's not vegan anymore. Okay. <laughs> my wife just says no. <laughs> okay, well, moving right along. Let's say hi to our online crowd. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us today. You know, the thing about True Life Church is we want you to be excited to come to church. We're going to show you ways that you can live your life on purpose so you can live it in a way that it brings great results. And I don't know about you, but I like having results. If I put my hand to something, I want to see it happen. I want to start seeing things. If I'm praying for something, I want to see results. So today, we're going to talk about some of those things for prayers and, and why. And maybe some things will be uncovered for you that you could go, you know, this is pretty simple, but I haven't seen this because I needed to do this and I haven't done it. So I'm going to give you some help today. This message is called Do Your Part. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five and say, okay, let's go. How many know that if it's you and God and God has instructed you to do something, that's a majority? Come on, if it's God and he's with you and he said do this, it's a majority. It really, at that point, it's like, all right, I just am going to be obedient. You know, he told, we go story after story. Samson, do this. Moses, go tell him, let my people go. I mean, it just moves on and on and on. And when God is involved, things happen. So let me ask you this. If that is true, and we believe that God gets involved in our life since we were created by God, what are you believing for? Well, Pastor, I just, I, what I need, I need more finances. That's what I need. If I just had more money, that would help. Oh, I'm believing for a healing. I'm believing for a spouse. You know, maybe you're not married. Maybe you're single. Maybe you're believing for, a, you know, God to help change your spouse. You might want to look in the mirror. That usually starts that way, doesn't it? Uh, how about, you know, I, our children, I'm praying for the children, you have children, or, or your grandkids, or whatever. Uh, ministry, God, give me a ministry, or the ministry that you've given me, help me to make it do what you want it to do, or anything else. I don't know all of the, what the list could be, but I can tell you this, and I think we've all learned, sometimes standing in faith isn't always easy. It starts out easy as far as our idea, and it's all, wow, we're going to do this. I'm believing God for this. It's going to be great. It's going to happen. What happens when it doesn't happen right away? It's, it's, the standing gets a little less easy. What you did it for or the reason, you start going back and saying, okay. Last week, we talked about patience. How many knows it? <laughs> 
Sometimes it's faith and patience. Hebrews says that bring the promise. There are times that we pray and it instantly happens. There are times that we pray and according to what we believe, it's already happened, but it hasn't shown up yet. Our faith is being tested all the time. Our belief system. We live in a world that doesn't believe the way this book says. The culture around us, if we're not careful, kind of gets into our thinking. It's a proven fact that you adopt or, or start acting or get some of the five people you hang out with the most. In other words, you know, sometimes we think, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be, I'm going to, but if it goes off the word or goes off your track or what the Lord has told you, you'll start going down the road possibly that they're going if it's not a godly road and you don't need that. We have to watch and be in close attention to what we get in agreement with. Sometimes it seems so petty or so minute or so little or just, well, that can't be anything. But yet the Bible says we are snared by the words of our mouth. So much so that it says that every idle word is recorded. I'm like, I don't know how you do that, God. I got a lot of idle words that don't need to be recorded. But, I mean, just think about just what we get in agreement with. What we say yes to. You've heard this story, but I'm going to just share it. I'll, I'll make it really brief. <clears throat> we have four children. I have an incredible wife. And, you know, she just has worked very diligent at... Where, where God has put her and would take care of the kids. And, and, it, it, and it's, it's different. I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a mom. I'm a dad. And we, we view things sometimes different. Our mindsets sometimes are different. And, and, and sometimes that's good. I mean, I think that's good because we help each other. There's been times I think she's like, you know, we prayed for a child, one of our children. And, and I'm like, I'm good. I'm done. Let's go to sleep. And she is almost thinking, I can't. Shouldn't you? No, we, it's done. And then the other times, you know, she is, is doing something where I'm like, well, how come you, you know, and, it, and it, so we help each other. How many of you knows what I'm talking about? We, you kind of work together where, where maybe I'm stronger, she's weaker, then I help bring her up. Where she's stronger, I'm weaker, then she helps bring me up. And, and so you compliment each other. And, you know, it's a mama. I tell you, there's something about a mama that us guys don't know because they carried the babies. I mean, the, the whole nine months, they, they've got them. So when... When the child is not feeling well, I slept through the night or I woke up and find out she's not in bed anymore. She had went to check on the kids for the fifth time that night, make sure they didn't have a fever or whatever. And the kids don't even know it. They're asleep, but she's, she's brushing their hair, you know, combing their hair, just checking to make sure they're okay, they're covered up right. Okay, say a prayer, do whatever, and then she's coming back to bed. Well, during some of these processes of just everyday life, one of the children had a fever that somebody had called, said something about the child's fever, you know, and they said, you know, she prayed and, and, uh, and they'd said, well, you know, fevers tend to go up at night. I think that was the comment, something like that. And she said, yeah. 
And that was it. It was, it was, that was the only comment. She said, yeah, or yes. And the comment wasn't a bad comment, because if we were realistically, that's probably a true statement a lot of times, you know. But she kept praying, and she went to the Lord. How many knows that if you don't know, you need to go to God? You know, that's what we do. We go, we, we go to the phone. We should maybe go to the throne. And, and so she went to God and said, hey, I, I don't understand. I'm praying. What's this, the fever thing? And the Lord spoke to her and said, you got an agreement with that word. And she's like, what? And he, he brought it back to her. Fevers go up at night. You said, yeah. It's night. So she, you know what she did? She broke that word, and the fever went down. And it immediately changed and went down. We have to understand who we serve. That's why God wants us to break out spiritual armor. That's why he's telling us to, to get the things right. Use his authority without giving up or changing sides. And stay with it until we get the victory, until we see that prayer answered. You know, as far as the enemy is concerned, Jesus said, if you see, is this not what Jesus said? I, I do what my father does. I say what my father says. So when Jesus is speaking to the, telling demons to leave, that demon, as far as he, it is, because Jesus is God, that's the voice he hears. Now Jesus says, I'm going to give you authority. When you speak to your situation, it is the same, come on, as God speaking with that authority because it is you doing what he has called you to do. And when we believe that, that's when we start seeing things happen. Aren't you glad Jesus already won the fight? We're just cleaning or just claiming victory and cleaning up battlegrounds where the enemy evidently didn't get the memo, so we're going to make sure that he knows. But if you're going after things in the spirit realm, here's I want to show you today, and I'm going to do as quick as I can. It's not going to take very long. Secrets to getting your prayers answered, your, your finances around, your health, uh, relationships, or any other area you need. I'm going to give you some eyes of faith. Not as much as these eyes, yes, but I'm talking about if we were just saying some things that you can do, I, you can do. Now, not in a proud way, because we know that's how the enemy got kicked out of heaven. That's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. But this is our first one, I believe. Mark eleven twenty four. tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. I believe. That's how everything in the kingdom happens. We confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart, and we do not doubt. I believe. What do you believe? I believe. If you want to get results, you're, you need to believe. It's a declaration of your faith, and it comes from your heart of a, of a born-again believer. It's the one that says, you know what, God, you saved me. I don't understand everything, but I believe. I don't have to know all the details. I believe. That word believe, Kim has many things of that word in our house because it it speaks to her believe i believe when the world looks like it's going the way it's going i still believe when your kids look like they're, they're just running i still believe when your health seems to not be answering i still believe we've looked at our checkbook and it didn't look like it was looking good i still believe You cannot do without belief. But people ask me, should I say I believe before you really believe? You betcha. Let me explain. <laughs> now, you can call this fake it till you make it. 
But you do not base your faith on your emotions. It is not based on how you feel. And that's why I'm saying, I don't, have you ever not felt saved? I mean, if you ever got born again and then, you know, you just had a bad day, bad week, bad month, bad year. 2020 was a bad year for me. <laughs> Did not like it. But I don't base that on my feelings or my circumstances, I believe. So I'm going to say what I, I mean, I'm going to believe the end result, even if I don't see it. The Bible says in Romans, we can call things that be not as though they are, right? Then I believe. No matter what the circumstances say, I believe what God says. No matter what the doctor says, I believe what God says. No matter what my budget says, I believe what God says. Now, it doesn't mean I, can't, I have to put my hand to it. I can't be silly, but I'm going to believe what God says. If I'm being obedient, then I believe. Now, even if I'm not being obedient, I still should believe, but the results are going to be different because obedience always brings blessing. God's told you to do something. Don't wait. Just do it. Blessings will follow with that. During my devotions this week, I came across something that I already know. There are facts and there's truth. The facts are always under the truth, and they are subject to change. There are things that happen that the facts would say, this should not happen. When my wife came into the ER and was grabbing a hold of my hand and, and praying in her prayer language, and the guy's like, do you see what's happening? They had me hook up to all those whatever that was. I don't know. And they are like, lady, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. Because the facts should have not been going that way. But the truth, give me somebody that knows the truth. Give me somebody that says, I am fully persuaded that I believe. And she began to speak the truth, and God began to change the facts. The facts yield. The truth is, Jesus said, by his stripes you are healed when you believe it. No matter what the facts say, they have to yield. The truth wins. So when do you believe it? According to what we just read, we believe when we pray. Before it comes to pass, that's what real faith is. Anybody can, when I see it, I believe it. Anybody can do that, but when we walk by faith and not by sight, we believe when we pray. James 1, 7 and 8 says, people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. People that are double-minded here. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything they do. A double-minded man, according to the Bible, receives nothing. Don't say you believe, then turn and talk the problem because you don't see the answer. Now, that sounds pretty harsh, and I think everybody in this room, including myself, guilty of that. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to tithe. I'm going to do what God says. And we get out the door, and we say something totally different. Sometimes I think I need to just do this. My wife, don't say amen. <laughs> just, if you ever just wanted to say something and you probably wish you shouldn't have said it or you just should just go. You start hearing the enemy start whispering things. And that's when it's what you speak, what you say 
That's when it becomes hard, but that's when it really matters. When the lies come at you, when your faith is being tested, the enemy says, you're never going to get what you want. You're never going to get healed. It's too late. Just accept the way things are. You have to start saying, you know what? That's not the fact. God says by his stripes, I believe, and began to declare, turn the tables on him. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, the enemy couldn't handle it. I mean, he, Jesus just fought him with the word. It is written, and the enemy jetted. He bailed. He vamoosed, skedaddled, whatever you want to say. He's gone. Jesus took authority over the devil and over his situation by speaking the word. And that's what we need to do, too. When we need prayers answered, whatever we're believing for, it's in God's word. Let's find something that we can stand on. What are you standing on for what you're believing with? I mean, you got to have some kind of foundation. It's God's word, and that's the answer, and that's what you speak out. Our second I, I will. I believe, and then I will. Isaiah 119, if you will only obey me, you'll have plenty to eat. The ESV version says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. So believing is the beginning to get our prayers answered, but we need to make a decision with that second eye of faith and say, I will. This declaration brings my will into line with the Father, with the faith. It's a decision. It's deciding to take a stand. It's making it personal. I believe I will. I'm saying, God, let my... You know, Jesus did it this way, not my will, but your will. He's saying, I will do what you want me to do. I will have faith in God. I will believe his word. I will pursue faith and receive every promise he has for me. I will refuse to give up until I see my answer. I will believe. It gives us a backbone instead of a wishbone. It's the very makeup of a willing heart. It sounds pretty simple, but there's so many believers that aren't willing to stand when it going gets tough. Or as we said growing up, if you can't stand the heat, a lot of people just get out of the kitchen. They'd rather just say it's just easier to blame God for whatever's wrong or whatever's missing. It, we have given God this rabbit. Well, it just must not be God's will. Until we understand this foundation... This is why we struggle. If it's bad, it's not God. Only good comes from God. You need to settle that. You need to settle that in your belief system. If there's a separation or there's a break in, in faith, it's not God. It's somewhere that we, in us, it's just not God. Somehow unbelief has crept in. Everything good comes from God. He created us to fellowship with him for relationship. And a, now think about this. A healthy relationship can exist without a free will. The same people that give God a hard time are the same people that choose not to follow him. I mean, I tell her I love her every day. She tells me she loves me every day. She didn't have to say that. I don't make her say that. I don't put her hand behind her back going, Uncle, do you love me? Yes. That would be terrible. Because that wouldn't be love. That's just, I'm just saying that because of fear or something else. And the enemy sometimes does that to us. 
But a great relationship is one where the will is, I choose to believe. I choose to follow you. I will do what you say. We have a part to play. Everything that happens isn't necessarily God's will because there's people out there that don't follow God. We live in a fallen world, and we know how that works. But if it was God's will, everybody on the planet would be saved. 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. And, and one verse, it says that none should perish. Because if God had his way, everybody would be with him all the time. But it is a free will. You need to understand, people get to choose. As for me and my house, I will or we will serve the Lord, however you want to put that. Are you willing? Are you willing to renew your mind and continually say, God, show me or help me, cleanse me, keep me going? I will spend time with you. I believe. Are you willing to leave behind old habits, anything that's stopping you? Are you willing to put down things that just seems to be hindering you? Are you willing? Are you willing to seek counsel from mature believers and then receive what they say instead of just getting mad? Are you willing? Making adjustments in maybe your thinking if the Lord would tell you. You know, when I do a wedding, this is what we say. Do you, will you do this? Will you do that? If so, answer, I will. And they do. They, you know, I, half of them probably don't remember. Do you, do you remember all the words that were said on your wedding day? I, I can remember saying I do and I will. You guys, are, are you awake? Slap the neighbor beside you. Make sure they're awake. All right. Not hard. <laughs> Here's number three. I take it. Mark eleven twenty four again. Pray for anything, and if you believe that you received it, it'll be yours. You believe and you have a willing heart. So it's time to take your action step. It's time to take what the Lord has given you. It's just it's time to start taking that. You know, I did a devotion this uh, this week, and <clears throat> you guys heard of Jesse Duplantis. I wasn't doing a devotion with him. I was doing it with someone else. We were friends with Jesse. Uh, but anyway, this is what they said. They told this story that his daughter, Jody and her husband, they said, uh, you know, they got a house, and uh, they wanted this rug, and, and uh, Jesse said, hey, Jody, what are, you, what are you putting there? She goes, oh, Daddy, we're saving up for this rug. Man, it's going to be really great. And he said, you know what? Me and your mother would like to buy that rug for you as a housewarming gift. No, Daddy, I don't want you to do that. I didn't say that for you to do that. No. And he said, okay. So he didn't. So then they came back and visited a little, you know, some weeks later, and there's still no rug, and there were no drapes on the windows. And he said, Jody, when are you going to put some drapes on these windows? And Instead of the little blinds you have, he goes, she goes, Dad, I got these beautiful drapes picked out, but they're expensive, but we're, we're saving for it. It's going to be great. And he goes, you know what? Me and your mom, we want to buy you those drapes as a housewarming gift. No, Daddy, I don't want you to do that. I didn't say that for you to do that. No. Okay. So their car broke down, I guess, 
and they got another car, and, you know, it's beautiful. They wanted to get this car, and they were like, oh. And she's like, Dad, this is going to be great to have a dependable car. Ladies, don't you like a dependable car? Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, you want a car that wherever you go, you know it's going to get you there. And he said, how, many, you know, how much does this car cost? So she told him. And it, was, it wasn't, I don't think it was a brand new car, but it was a really, it was a good used one. It was in really great shape. And he said, you know what, Jody? He said, me and your mama would like to buy that for you for a housewarming present. She started to say, no, daddy. She said, the Holy Spirit kind of, kind of saying, she said, daddy, let the Lord lead you. <laughs> and, and so he bought the car and she goes, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah. She goes, are the drapes and rugs still on the table? <laughs> See, but, you know, as funny as that is, and it is good, I mean, but it's a true story. But in that, what if God is saying, I believe it and I will, and he's starting to show you things, if you don't take any action, it just stays on the table. You're going to have to take it. You're going to have to say, you know, yes, God, thank you. When he brings opportunity to you, things that he wants you to move on, you're going to have to take it. Sometimes we just sit back in our recliner and just wait on God to show up. Like an angel's going to bring it on a platter. Here you go. That's not how it's going to happen. We zoom in on, on that verse that we talked about. We find an important clue. The Greek word translated in 1124 is lambano, which means to take with hand, lay hold of, or to take in order to carry away. So when Jesus is offering you something, he's just saying, you know, take. How many times does Jesus say, you know, he's trying to locate your faith, and they have to take that action? Here's my faith. It, it amazes me the things that Jesus said. He asked blind men, what do you want me to do for you? They could have said anything. They could have said, you know what, we don't... Our clothes are wore out. If you give me money, I mean, if they just had an instant mindset, we haven't had anything to eat regular. Man, if we just have something so I could have a couple meals, that'd be great. This is what they said. I want to see. You see, sometimes we, we ask for temporal things that'll, that might help you to the next day or to the next meal or the next step. But God is a big God. We can ask big things. Now, everybody thinks I'm talking about just process. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking about things that you're believing and dreaming with. I'm not, sometimes, you know, happiness and joy, wouldn't that be a big thing? I just want to be joyful again. I want to be happy again. Maybe that's where you are. I'm tired of being oppressed. I'm tired of just feeling like this whole thing is just going, you know, how about that? Freedom from pain. Freedom from health issues and that kind of stuff. Let's just, let's, let's go further. Let's take it. If we start using the faith that God has and he has given you, he put faith in you. It's there. We just have to use it. Faith will heal your body. It will straighten out your kids. It will cause your finances to flourish. Faith will remove limitations, conquer anything the world can throw at you. Because John, 1 John 5, 4 says this, every child of God defeats the, this evil world and we achieve the victory through our faith. I mean, God's plan is so different from the world. You could be needing money. And then if you feel like God is saying, I need you to give that. I mean, he's told us times where we're like, oh, 
God, we need this money. I mean, don't you know? And he'd be, I need you to give it. I believe. I will. So when I follow those and I do that, he always sends things back. It's always more. God always deals in more. It's never just enough. It's always over. It's, it's actually opposite from the world. The world says, you know, the one with all the toys wins. I have yet to see a U-Haul following a hearse. It's not about that. It's about how you live your life, what you do with what God has given you. God said a righteous person will live by faith, have faith in God constantly in Mark eleven twenty two, It's impossible to please God without faith. You see, as far as God's concerned, faith is not a la carte. Faith is not the side item on the menu. It's the main course. You have faith in God. It's all or nothing. We can't receive as he wants without faith. That's why it's important to him, because he wants you to be blessed. He wants people that don't know him to see you walking and go, what is going on? But again, it goes back to free will. We use faith to get the things that he wants in our lives. To get provision, to get peace, and all of the things that God has for us. He put Jesus, he sent him to the cross to take upon himself the whole curse, every sickness, every disease, every poverty, all of that stuff, all of the, the junk the enemy gives so that we could be blessed, we could be different. He paid the price with his own blood. That was the purchase price. Our salvation, our deliverance, our healing, our prosperity. He sacrificed his own son to provide us abundant life. If we just say and we walk this thing out to a point where we're like, ah, whatever. It's just up to God. God will give you a plan, but you have to walk it out. There's a story of a man walks by a beautiful garden. It's very well tended, beautiful flowers, beautiful vegetables, fruit trees. And he com comments to the gardener, what a magnificent garden. I've never seen better. You've done a fabulous job. The gardener replies, it's only been with God's help. The place didn't look at all like this when it was just God. And then he gave it to me to help. You see, that's what God wants us to do. This world isn't getting any better, but he has people like us that are kind of like gardeners. We're supposed to go out into the world, not be of the world, but just be ones that they go, hey, there's hope. There's a light. There's somebody that believes different than us. Or it just seems like everybody's going this way. I think there's people that are looking for somebody that goes, that's not right. Go this way. Why? Because the word says this way. Walk in it. His word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. I'm going to walk in that. Even if I'm walking alone, you will see the results and then go, I'm walking with him. So when God gives you something, 
And he puts it out there. He gives you an opportunity to say, I take it by faith. Number four is I have it. 23 of Mark says, I'll tell you the truth. You can say this mountain may be lifted up, thrown into the sea, and it will happen, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. When we take things up in the spirit realm, we don't see them always in the natural realm. Again, there's that time between praying and and it happening. So we have to stay the course. I have it is all about, it's not hoarding. It's already believing that you have it. Does that make sense? I mean, there's times I'm believing for something and I'm, and I, I've already, okay, i got to do this, i got to do this, i got to do this. I, I'm making room for this. Why? Because I have it. Not I'm talking about material stuff. I'm just talking about just stuff. I'm doing this. I, I'm making this happen. Joel Osteen's father, now just a, a story, he, when he first went in the hospital, he had put, uh, asked Joel, he said, bring my jogging suit. He said, Daddy, what do you want your jogging suit? He said, bring my new tennis shoes. He said, why? And I'm listening to this principle because he wanted to look at them. I believe, I will, I'll take it, I have it. Because he's seeing himself past where he's at now. Come on, I'm gonna be in that suit, I'm gonna be running, I'm gonna be fine, I'm gonna be healthy, it's gonna, you know what I mean? There's faith that's working. I want those God desires. I want those God appointments. I want God to set my life in the motion that he wants it set. I want to go about when I'm going seeking him. I know I'm going to find him. When I need things, I know he's the provider. I know he is Jehovah. How many knows that God will provide for you? You and I, every one of us in here, And this is something the Lord's telling me right now. This is what he wants me to tell you. You have an assignment. You are on an assignment. I mean, this would almost be the time to play Mission Impossible music. Dun, 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 dun. Boy, you guys are sleepy today. Wow. But if you're on assignment, he's got a job for you. He's got a mission for you to to get accomplished. So he's going to provide for you to get that mission accomplished. He's put me on assignment. He's put Pastor Kim on assignment. People are like, well, this is what, well, here's the assignment he's given me. So this is what I have to do. The definition of the English word have is to possess, to own. If you hold the deed of a property, you can understand, okay, this is my property. I own that. You know you have it. When you have to do something by faith, that's a whole different story. You know, if I was telling you under one of these chairs, there's a check for $500. You should look and you should find it. Everybody, people, one of these times I'm going to surprise you. But if you found a check, there isn't one, by the way, just so that you know today. I just thought of that right now. I'll do that one of these times. <laughs> but if you found it and you had a check that was written out and all I had to do was put your name on it, but I had already signed it, you would be happy. Although, do you have $500 cash in your hand? No. But the promise, because it is a check, it is as good as, as if you had it. So by faith, you're believing, I cashed that check. I have $500. So you're excited. That's what I'm talking about. 
Not talking about money as much. It's just by faith now, you have to see that it's already done. You have to see that promise is already fulfilled. You'll have what you say. So let me ask you, what are you saying? Here's something we hear every day. I have a cold. You ever hear anybody say that? All my kids have the flu. I'm going to get it too. What are the chances of them getting the flu? I'd say pretty good. I've had people tell me this. I'll never have a house like that. I'll never have a strong marriage. I'll never have a car like that. I'll never have more than two cents to rub together. That's what you want? Why would you say that? Your words get you into a lot of trouble canceling out like if you were in church. It's going to be great. It's going to change. This year's going to be different. Then you've got to watch what you say. We put a lot of things in motion that we don't even realize. Kim helps me out a lot. I mean, she is really helps me out with word police. She does. I mean, sometimes I help her, but it's really she helps me more than I help her. Because, you know, I, I have to practice what I preach. We try to live what I preach. I'm the same at home as you see me today. So you know what she puts up with. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not any different. But there are times that, you know, I'll say something and she'll say, is that what you want? And I'll go, is that what you want? You know, which isn't good. Then we got to break strive and we got to do all that. So now I've toppled out on. But, but she's trying to help me. Because you want to say the end result. You want to see that jogging suit and those sneakers so that you're like, this is good. What are you saying? How do you see what you're saying? Can you envision what you believe in your mind? Can you say, I have provision and financial blessing. Jesus has redeemed me. I have healing. I have good health. I have strong relationships. I have children who love and honor God. You know, in the morning, I have declarations on my, on my phone that have different things. And I, I read them off today. And they're declaring all kinds of things over my life, over her life, over my kid's life, over the life of this church and the ministry this church has and the, and the dynamics it will do to serve the nations. So, you know, that's what I'm, I'm declaring that. Whatever prayer you need answered, whatever you're believing for, you need to say, I have it. Number five, I only have two more, five and six, and we'll get through these real quick. I thank you for it. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. I thank you for it. I said this to the dream team today. When we pray, we come into God's presence. Write this down. But when we praise, he comes into ours. That's pretty cool. Praise is the big gun of faith. That's why it's so important when we praise. You know, if you've got a pain, I've been practicing this in myself. Every time I'd take a step, I'd say, thank you, God. You are my healer. Thank you, God. Because if I had a pain, I would just shout. So this is what I'm just saying. Because nothing bad comes from God. Again, back to my belief system. So wherever I have unbelief, I want to get that straightened out. So many times, personal praise is the missing part of crossing over from believing to receiving. By your stripes, I am healed. Praise him and thank him. If you're up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep because of pain, praise him. 
You start worrying about your finances, praise him. When you're facing the pain of loneliness, praise him. No matter what is going on, praise him. If you feel like the enemy's got you up and you're just, you can't sleep, make him sorry he ever started messing with you. Just have a praise fest right there. Start doing things and he'll be like, oh no, oh no, don't mess with her, don't mess with him. Because if they get up, they're just going to turn the tables on me. It's a place of praise and worship. Great victories are won. It's when you start saying yes and you cross and you kind of break through. Faith and victory that overcomes the world happens when we begin to praise and thank him before we see it. Here's our last one, and it's a big one. That's why I saved it last. I forgive. Galatians 5, 6, from when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there's no benefit of being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What's important is faith is expressing itself in love. I forgive. It's really most important of all because the others are dependent on it. I'm going to have the praise team come back up here as we get ready. But the other eyes of faith are dependent on this happening. Because faith won't happen in an unforgiving heart. It just won't. 11.25, when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You see, unforgiveness blocks your own forgiveness. Unforgiveness takes you out of the love walk. Faith won't work without love. And God is what? Love. Unforgiveness is a prayer blocker. Unforgiveness is disobedience. If you say, Brett, I don't have anybody to forgive. Probably you do. How about this? Maybe just forgive yourself. Can I tell you something that for me, I've had to forgive me. Because there have been times in my life I've been an idiot. Stupid. You need to forgive yourself. Do you know how deep his blood is? It washes all that away. Maybe, you know, you've went through a, a rough divorce. And you're glad you're on the other side. You still got to forgive that person. Ask the Lord to bring in remembrance anybody that you've had anything against. It might not even be huge. It might be somebody at the grocery store. Maybe it said something to the cashier. The cashier said, you know, I don't know. The devil's going to try to keep you in unforgiveness because it will affect everything else. You don't want to keep going around the same mountain and not have your prayers get answered don't let him get away with it forgive quickly and watch how fast your answers start coming in and let me say this and then i'll let them well we'll we'll pray her and i i you know i believe we have a great marriage we've been married 36 years but if you think we never fight you're right. No, we don't. We, we do fight. Uh, we don't like it, but we have crossed words to each other at different times. And you know what the best thing that has been? Even when we're still upset, we have chosen not to keep strife going. We'll, you know, she'll say or I'll say, I don't want strife, and I don't. 
because you know you start getting strife and all of that stuff in and every other evil you know what i mean you don't need that i don't need my prayers going as far as the ceiling and i can't get them any because i'm in unforgiveness so we get it taken care of now that doesn't mean it's just all of a sudden you know we're like this and then then it's mary poppins and dick van dyke you know we might still be dealing with feelings and emotions but we literally i don't want strife so And then it just, God just takes care of that. Now think about the way what we've just learned today. I believe. I will. I'm going to take it. You know, you got to have all of these starting to work. But then it gets down to this forgiveness thing. you got to do it. Maybe you need to forgive. You're mad at God. Mad at somebody else. I mean, there's people in my life I love but I don't like. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't hate them. But I don't like them. They won't give me a chance. They might be offended. There's nothing I can do. I've done everything I know what to do. So, you know, I have to love them for God. Because life still goes on. I still have to walk this out. I cannot walk for them back to that free will. That's up to them now. That's their choice. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes?